drive it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,476. This week we're celebrating the La Jolla Concours de Elegance. It takes place April 19th, 20th, and 21st in my hometown of beautiful La Jolla, California, overlooking the Pacific Ocean. You can learn a lot more by going to LaJollaConcours.com. I hope to see you there. It's going to be great. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Well, today I'm in Fountain Hills, Arizona, a beautiful place, and I understand it's quite nice and warm there compared to the rain here in Gig Harbor. I'm with a very special returning guest. He's actually a three-peater here on Cars Yeah, my good friend Bob Kerner. Bob, welcome back to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am, Mark, and I'd like to wish all your listeners a happy Valentine's Day, and let's pop the clutch. Hey, that sounds like fun. We're all lovers of cars, so that's appropriate for this uh, this red day. Happy Valentine's. Very cool. Always, Mark. All right. We're going to have some fun talking about my hometown, Concord, the beautiful La Jolla Concord. And this year is going to be even better than I think any year in the past because of all the fun things. So let me give you a, an introduction here. I know for regular listeners, they know who you are. Uh, but for those that have added to the coffers here over time, let me tell you about Bob Kerner. Bob is the co-chairman of the La Jolla Concorde Elegance, where he leads the car selection committee. He has all the fun picking all the cool cars. With a career in the insurance industry as a sales executive for Marsh and McLennan Agency, he brings over 25 years of experience in insurance risk management for ultra-high net worth families. His work encompasses family offices, luxury homes, estates, museum quality, fine art, collectibles, umbrella liability, yachts, private aircraft, life insurance, cars, and collector automobiles. He's got his hands full. Bob's a lifelong passion for cars started when he was a kid, and his involvement in the La Jolla Concours goes back to 2013. He's a past docent at the Pebble Beach Concorde Elegance and the Las Vegas Concorde and an active member of numerous automobile clubs, regularly attending many automotive events nationwide. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors. So buckle up. We're going to be in La Jolla and we're going to have some fun. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take charge of your financial future? Then let me introduce you to Capitalize Your Finances. It's an online course designed to empower you with the knowledge and tools for mastering your money. This course will help you lay out the ins and outs of budgeting, the importance of emergency funds, investing strategies, and how to plan for a secure retirement. All this presented by financial planner Chris Paniotu. Chris has developed this course to help you effectively navigate your world of finance with confidence. Stop stressing about money and start taking control. Enroll in Capitalize Your Finance online course today and pave your way to financial success. To learn more, go to CapitalizePodcast.com slash courses or better yet, go to the Cars Yow website show notes page for today's show and click on the link under Capitalize Your Finances. You'll be glad you did. Do it today. Hey, guess what? Some of you regular listeners will remember back in 2019, 
I created uh, 10, 11 shows called Cars Yeah TV, where I went to some fabulous locations of past Cars Yeah guests, and we did a TV show about it. Well, they're up on the Cars Yeah YouTube channel. So go check it out at YouTube. Just type in Cars Yeah, and the shows will be there for you to enjoy. I hope you have fun watching. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and first-hand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So, Bob, before we get into the La Jolla Concours, I'd love for you to give some some notoriety and talk about the company you're a part of, Marsh uh, McLennan Agency, because you guys handle people that have a lot of needs and a lot of things to handle. When you start having a lot of assets in your life, you need a strong team around you to protect those assets. So could you tell us a little bit more about your company? Yeah, thank you, Mark. You know, Marsh McLennan Agency is the largest brokerage in the world. We broker everything that's um, in the insurance world. And, you know, our, our particular practice group, Private Client Services, is really focused on affluent families and their personal insurance needs throughout the world. So we handle all their homes. Anywhere that they might be, we take care of uh, ensuring collectibles such as fine art and jewelry, daily driver automobiles and collector cars, umbrella liability limits that uh, are extremely large. And if they have yachts and planes, we do that as well. And our, our team um, does a tremendous job of supporting any commercial or business insurance requirements that the family might have as well. So we have the intellectual capital in our walls to take care of a client and do it really well. Our service team is the best in the business, and I couldn't be more proud to be at Marsh McClendon Agency. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, absolutely. And when you think about high net worth individuals, they've got a lot of things in their lives, but the one thing that high net worth allows them is freedom. However, these things can keep them from having that freedom. The worries about these things, managing all these things. Sounds like you guys bring an entire package into play for these folks so that they don't have to worry. They can enjoy the fruits of their labor, but at the same time know that all these things are being protected. Do I have that figured out? You do. You know, what I hear a lot from my clients is they just want this part this small piece of their financial world simplified. So if we can bring minimal number of insurance carriers, one renewal date annually, one bill, one point of contact for claims and daily questions about billing or coverage, what have you. Um, my job is to make sure that all the policies are in coordination so my client sleeps well at night knowing that they're well protected. And that's our role at March. So we, we do it really well. And um, it's it's been a, a pleasure meeting all the clients that I've met over the years. No doubt. Well, let's talk about the La Jolla Concord Elegance. This year is another new year. And the thing about I've noticed over the many years I've attended the La Jolla Concord, it just keeps getting better and better, just keeps getting dialed in. The good folks at McFarland who manage this show for you guys just make it seem so seamless. I can't imagine what's going on behind the scenes, but they make it so much fun and they make it 
very unique and different. And we had Nigel on yesterday, who is in charge of the judging. Having you here today to talk about cars is going to be really fun. And I know that in 2023, the Best of Show winner at the La Jolla won at Via de Este. Do I have that right? Correct. That's yeah. Correct. Tell me about that car. Yeah, that was um, a Duesenberg owned by uh, William Lyons, and uh, he had quite the summer. He brought it down to our show, won Best of Show, took it to Villa Deste, and uh, and took first place or Best in Show there as well. So uh, he was riding high. <laughs> no kidding. Well, that collection they have there, and I've had him on the show and the curator of the Lion Air Museum and also the cars. Just absolutely incredible collection that they have. So my hat's off to him. And that lineup of Duesenberg's last year up there at Scripps Park, uh, overlooking the beautiful Pacific Ocean, that's going to be hard to beat. But I understand you have some interesting things going on. And we'll start with something that maybe isn't such as fancy as a Duesenberg, but I know you're going to be showcasing what's called the Evolution of the Mustang and the Corvette, two American icons in sports car world, right? Yeah, correct. You know, the theme, I guess, is we wanted to demonstrate the evolution of des- design language for for a number of marks. And, and what specifically Mustang, which we're calling ponies to power from 64 to 93, it's really taking the view of the Mustang from the from 1964, which Carol Shelby referred to as a secretary's car, <laughs> yeah. to 1994, which was, you know, the Fox body and, and very high powered and, and very sporty. So it, um, it shows the transition from the original all the way up through 94 and gives you a good sense of how that car evolved. And we're doing the same thing for Corvette. We're calling that glass on the grass. And we're taking a look at generations one, C1 through C4. So 1953 through 1994. And uh, I think people will see some amazing automobiles and they'll see how it transitions from um, from a little small coupe to that was a convertible to, uh, to something that was very high performance and very sporty looking. You know, when I think about those two marks, those are names that have been around for such a long time and somehow endured over time, even though I guess you could say, well, maybe there was some odd years for the Mustang where they kind of went off track or so forth. But the Corvette's another one. I I wanted to get your opinion based on that concept. And let's start with the the Mustang. When you think about the Mustang, when I think about the Mustang, I go back to when I remember when it came out in 64. I was a little kid. My dad went to the Ford dealer. They had this big party. We saw the cars. This is cool. And we had some neighbors who bought. I remember one having a fastback and one having a convertible, which are pretty awesome. What's your opinion of the Mustang from where it started and the evolution? We won't we won't dive into that thing, that E D thing they call a Mustang. I don't know why they did that. But <laughs> if we think about just the idea of the sports car, what's your what's your maybe some mem- remembrances of the Mustang over time and, and why it's so important in the uh, uh the nature of sports cars in America? Well, I think if you think about iconic cars that were born in the 60s and continue to live today, the Mustang has to be right up in that conversation. It's, it's a, a mark that, or a, a brand from Ford that, um, that really came through and resonated with a large widespread audience. You know, I think it's a billion dollar aftermarket industry today for any type of parts related to a Mustang. And that tells you how popular it was and in getting into the number of units that were sold from 64 all the way through today. It's, it's astronomical as we look at um, and compare that and contrast it to other marks. So it, it's really a special automobile that has uh, extremely exceeded expectations in Detroit. 
Is there a Mustang in that evolutionary period that you're going to be having on the lawn there that maybe tugs at your heartstrings? You know, I like every car tugs at my heartstrings. <laughs> I take a look at every car that we have on our lawn and it captivates me in some form or fashion. And you know, I tend to be a little bit more excited about the ones that have uh, extremely high horsepower ratings mm-hmm. or have a extremely aggressive sporty look. And those tend to uh, to be the ones that I focus on. So you can, as you know, Mustangs as well as I do, you can imagine which ones I'll be gravitating towards. So maybe something that says boss on the side? Yeah, or mock. Or, or mock, yeah. <laughs> One of those two. I just visited last weekend a collector here in the Pacific Northwest in Tacoma that has an amazing collection of muscle cars, all different kinds, from mostly from the 60s. But he's got things like the Falcon 500s and Barracudas and so forth. And of course, he has some Mustangs. And sitting there and looking at those and just going, man, some of these special editions of these cars that were very limited were quite spectacular and and really cool. And of course, went on, think of people like Parnelli Jones, who raced some of those cars uh, to great victories in racing, which is cool. And of course, Corvette. Now that goes back even further into the 50s. But what's your take on the evolution of the Corvette? I know it's radically changed with the newest version, which I call the the uh, Chevy Ferrari, if you will. It looks like a Ferrari <laughs> to me. Every time I see one, I go, "Wait, is that a?" No, my gosh, that's a new Corvette. But what's your what's your take on the history of the Corvette, and how does that appeal to you, or how has it over time? Yeah, the Corvette is one that's very special to my near and dear to my heart because I own one. I have a 50th anniversary C5 Corvette. Nice. But as you look at the Corvette over the years, it's always been leading edge sportiness. I mean, you think about fiberglass and big block um, Chevrolet engine V8s. Uh, performance was always at the forefront of the discussion with Corvette, and it was a thrill to drive. I think there's been some great generations. You know, the first one and the second one were tremendous. Third one, uh, in my mind, kind of missed the mark a little bit. I, I give that, um, I credit that to the smog era, if you will, where the power was, was impacted by all the smog equipment that, um, that had to be applied, but came out strong with, um, the fourth generation when in 1984, when they came out with, um, with that new stylish, bigger, bolder, just amazing. That car is tremendous. And, and to this day, I think that's the most spectacular wow since they went mid-engine with the most recent version. Oh, absolutely. Is there one particular Corvette, let's say aside from yours, the one in your garage, that if I could park in your garage, you would take? Yeah, the 67 Big Block 427 Tri-Power, that would be, that would be my choice. Yeah, it'd be cool. I had a guest on the show a couple months ago that uh, in the most recent um, Mecham auction, had three very special Corvettes. He's got a large collection of Corvettes, has always had Corvettes in his life. And he likes collecting cars that are very unique, rare, highly optioned type vehicles. And he uh, he sold off three in order to raise some capital to buy one very special car. Uh, hopefully he's gotten that in his garage. But Corvettes, God, they've been a big part of American car culture for a long time. Let's go over the pond here and talk a little bit about what you're calling British royalty, Aston Martin featured class that has a little bit of tie to King Charles the Third, right? Yeah, it does. You know, British royalty and the Aston Martin. I think when I think of Aston Martin, I always think of Sean Connery in the James Bond movies. And 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 if you you want to see a funny funny uh, on YouTube, just Google um, 
Google Jay Leno interviewing Sean Connery. That is funny. <laughs> but uh, that's that's what I think of when I think of Aston Martin is double oh seven. It's a beautiful car. You know, it, it's um, it was sporty ahead of its time. It, it, it is elegant. It's timeless. Every time I see one at a Concours, it always makes me stop in my tracks and just look at it. And so we've got some spectacular ones coming this year. And I think everybody will be treated to uh, the British royalty class when they see it on the lawn. Now, that tie that I referred to with King Charles, apparently he has a 69 DB6. Is that right? I'm going to take your word for it. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I know about it, that his mother gave that to him on his 21st birthday. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, of course, and he still has it to this day. I'm sure you can find some videos out there of him driving that. But what I didn't know is he also has a 1968 MGC GT that was his first car. It was a gift from his parents. So uh, mm. obviously British cars, but uh, I didn't realize uh, that that was his first car because MG T-Series are uh, I know that's a little later, but was the car that got it going for me with my dad. But very cool. So you'll have a lineup of these Aston Martins then, right? We will. We'll have uh, Class 3 at Aston Martin. We'll have 10 of them. So it'll be, Whoa. in fact, a spectacular class. All right. Cool. And, of course, my favorite Mark Porsche. I understand you're going to have a special, uh, is it the first generation 911 class? Yeah. Yeah. We're looking to um, to fill that class with 911s from 1963 on to 1971, I believe, if I recall correctly. This is the first generation 911s, and you know it'll be uh, it'll be for a Porsche lover and an air cooled lover. That class will be for you. Oh well, good. Well, I'll be there, the guy drooling. I'll bring my microfiber uh, cloth to catch that drool because uh, I, I love Porsches. And we'll go off the lawn a little bit here. Uh, this event also involves other things happening on other days. There's going to be a tour, which I'm hoping I can hitchhike a ride with somebody on that tour. That's a hint for somebody listening out there. I'd happy, happy to navigate. Grew up in La Jolla, San Diego, so I'll make it, make sure you get back to the, back to the start. But the other part of this is, uh, you have the Porsches on Prospect that's coming. And you did this a couple of years ago, which was amazing because, Prospect Avenue, the main drag right there through La Jolla in front of the La Valencia and then up some of the side streets. There were just a whole bunch of 911s. So I'm looking forward to that. Are you involved in that part of it? Um, but I know those are pretty much not the, the cars that will be on the lawn. These are more street cars or just fans of Porsche that can come and park their car and enjoy the evening. Yeah, it's a fun event. You know, Saturday evening, it's our event called Porsches on Prospect Street is 75 cars parked on Prospect Street, uh, all Porsches, different marks or different um, years, I should say. And it creates this automotive energy and vibe in the village that uh, really makes it fun to, to go out shopping and, and look at cars and, you know, enjoy that eye candy as you head off to your dinner reservation or what have you. All the merchants get into it um, with automotive themes and they have to typically have wine and cheese in their, their uh, establishments for any, any of the folks that pop in to shop. And so it really makes for a nice evening. Porsche's on Prospect. It's a free event. I hope everybody comes out to see it. Oh, it's really fun. I can't wait. I understand another display is uh, 20s and 30s American European cars. And one of those, Nigel mentioned, Maharaja car, Rolls-Royce? Yeah. Um, so M Nigel's more of an expert on that because he makes um, pilgrimages to India for yeah. the concours over there. And I'm sure he spoke to it on his interview, but uh, I'll defer to his knowledge based on that. But yeah, I think as we look at the the 
the celebration of the timeless elegance of the roaring 20s and the glamorous 30s, we're going to see a number of great marks, you know, from European marks such as Rolls-Royce and Bentley and Mercedes, the Spano-Suiza and Delahaye and Delage and Tabalago, and then American marks that um, that we've all heard of, but uh, some unique ones too, such as Nash and Studebaker and Elkar and Napier and Cord and Marmon and Peerless and DeSoto. Some of the names that maybe we're familiar with uh, hearing about but don't exist today. And that's what I'm excited to show is, you know, creating an environment where we, um, we live, relive that bygone era. Very cool. So another group that I know are going to be on the lawn, and this is one of the things about the La Jolla Concord that I enjoy is a very nice eclectic mix of different kinds of cars are Italian supercars. Uh, another one that makes my heart thump a little bit. Tell me about what we might see. Yeah, it's it's the, um, the spectacular class that uh, for sports car aficionados, they're going to be excited to see. Maserati and Ferrari and Iso Griffo and Di Tommaso and Bizzarini and Lamborghini. It's the very best of, of what Italy has brought to the car world. And so we're going to showcase that class. And that's a really exciting one to see. I, um, I've got a number of uh, glimpses into some of the early registrants, and it's going to be spectacular. Ah, always really, really fun. So I understand you're going to be doing two Lifetime Achievement Awards at the La Jolla Concord. Can you tell me about those? Yeah, thank you. It's um, it's an opportunity to recognize the accomplishments of two special gentlemen, uh, Bruce Meyer, who's been so involved in the Peterson Automotive Museum and the promotion of the hot rod as a significant automobile over the history of automobiles in the last 60 to 70 years. And um, we're going to honor Bruce for all his achievements with a Lifetime Achievement Award. And then another gentleman who unfortunately passed away this year, but we want to present um, to his widow, Merrill Mullen, a Automotive Legacy Award for all the things that Peter has done to further the hobby and to it recognizes all his great accomplishments with the Mullen Museum and the Peterson Automotive Museum and so many charitable activities that he's uh, he's been involved in. So two worthy gentlemen. We're excited to honor both of them. Well, absolutely. And I'm, I'm very honored to say both those gentlemen have been guests on my show. Of course, we lost uh, Peter just recently. So uh, hard to believe that he's not with us. And of course, his collection is going to go on and live in other people's garages, as I understand. We're going to see some of those cars auctioned off. So they'll, as cars always do, they live on. And of course, uh, our good friend Bruce. Yeah, he's the, I call him the quintessential car guy. He's been a guest here several times on the show. So both very, very worthy individuals who have contributed so much to the car hobby and the car world. Uh, spectacular. So I'm very happy that you shared that with us. Well, I know when it comes to the a multi-day event, that's what this is all about. And we mentioned the Porsches on Prospect, but you've also got the Tour de Elegance, which I'll tell some people a little insider tip here. Go over to Rancho Santa Fe, and I hope I'm I'm aligning this right. Will you guys be driving through Rancho Santa Fe again like you did last year? Yeah, yeah, that was a big hit. You know, Rancho Santa Fe Cars and Coffee takes place every Saturday morning, and they know when we're coming, and they lot the people flock and line the streets for the the caravan that uh, that we will be running through there. It's a hundred car caravan. We call it the Tour de Elegance. It starts at a private collection in North County, where we um, get to see the collection and the war museum that exists there, and then we serve everybody continental breakfast. 
have a driver's meeting, hand out maps, and then we head out to our first stop or our first cruise, I should say, which is Rancho Santa Fe Cars and Coffee. And we usually get there around 9, 9.30, and we'll parade through there, and then we'll stop at a secret location in Rancho Santa Fe for a forum discussion that will be focused on buying and selling collector cars at auction. And the good folks, our great friends from the Broad Arrow Group, will be there to uh, to lead that discussion. So those uh, that are involved in the discussion, bring your questions. And, um, you know, if, you're, if you've always wondered what it's like to sell a car at auction and have never experienced it, this is your chance to do it without paying a, uh, a broker fee. So <laughs> wonderful opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, we'll head off to um, a white linen lunch on the beach and enjoy uh, some fabulous food and, and drink as we wrap up the Tour de Elgon. So that's a great event. Uh, it's a separate registration from the um, the Concours. Tickets are online. It can be purchased online at LaJoyaConcours.com. They're filling up quickly, and this event um, always sells out, so don't wait. And again, I'll remind you folks, get over to uh, Rancho Santa Fe, the heart of Rancho Santa Fe, the village there. Get there early because I got there probably... Uh, maybe 8.30 last year, and I almost couldn't find a place to park. I thought, well, they're going to come through at 9.30 or so, but it was so cool. And, of course, there's a couple great places to have breakfast. I met up with some old friends of mine. In fact, I had uh, breakfast with um, Diane Brandon, who was the first woman guest here on Cars. Yeah, she's a Rolls-Royce Bentley expert. She was there. Uh, she's on the lawn at Pebble Every year, I think she's done it for 25 years now, got to have uh, breakfast with her and her beau, John, and a couple other folks joined us. Uh, So it's always a grand time. So that's a little uh, insider tip uh, to go see those cars drive by. Great to see cars in motion for sure. And of course, uh, Big Friday VIP party. Are there still tickets available for that? Yes, they go fast too. That event always sells out. So you'll want to go online and purchase your tickets for the VIP reception at beautiful Ellen Browning Scripps Park overlooking the spectacular La Jolla Cove and Pacific Ocean. And you'll be treated to a magnificent sunset and um, knock on wood. We usually have spectacular weather as well. So, you know, the, the way that the great folks at McFarland Promotions describes it, I think, is worth sharing. And then I'll give you my perspective on it. But they talk about attendees will will immerse themselves in an ambiance of of a bygone era with smooth tunes of classic jazz, the clinking of timeless cocktails, and gourmet delights inspired by the era when motoring explorers set out on grand expeditions. And what I would add to that is it's the best party in San Diego. You want to buy your ticket. You're going to be in an amazing environment that McFarland's, McFarland Promotions creates. You're going to have the very best taste from San Diego's finest restaurants. You're going to have the very best mixologists there preparing spectacular cocktails. There's dancing. There is a live auction that will take place, and it's a great way to kick off the um, the Concord weekend. So highly recommend it. And again, LaJoyaConcord.com is where you can buy your tickets. Oh, absolutely. That party they put on is always just so unique. I mean, the, the things they do are unlike any typical it's far from typical party for sure so again go to lahoyaconcord.com get your tickets now and uh you will be very happy uh to attend all these events and of course you can get your concord tickets as well which is the big event that takes place on sunday and the setting there i always look at this event is and not to diminish it but it's kind of a mini pebble beach and that's because of the setting that park there sits up above the pacific ocean beautiful 
180 degree view all the way up the coastline down south. And I always tell people if you have a significant other that maybe isn't into cars, there's a lot to do in San Diego and La Jolla. Uh, So come and stay for the week. Uh, It's not just a one day thing. There's so much to do. And the weather is typically very, very nice. So it's going to be quite spectacular. So let me ask you this. Since you've been on the show before and you've asked answered a lot of my usual questions, uh, if I was to say if I could park any car in front of your home and you could drive it over from Arizona and park it on the lawn there at the Concours, any car in the world, and this is a big ask of you because you've been to so many events, what's one car that I could provide for you that you would enjoy a trip from Arizona, which isn't that big of a drive, over to La Jolla and uh partake in the La Jolla Concours. Is there one that you could pick just for today? Yeah, and you know, I've, uh, full disclosure, in the past I've picked Duesenberg, but um, I was introduced to a very special 1919 Kissel the other day. And uh, well, I toured a private collection here in Arizona and fell in love with that and would uh, would be proud to have that in my driveway for sure. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, we got to go a little deeper on this because I'm trying to, that's quite a car to take from Arizona to La Jolla, but doable, uh, especially after one of the tours of La Jolla Concord passed. I was in a 1932 Bentley uh, with one of the participants or entrants actually, and we got to drive around on the tour. That was quite fun. We were dressed up, as you recall, as the Bentley boys uh, with Wayne, yeah. Wayne Craig, got us all jackets and everything, but the Kissel that's a very interesting car, and my very limited knowledge of the Kissel is uh, open car. I would assume it's an open car? Correct. Yeah, okay. And um, not a lot of horsepower, I'd imagine, probably 45 or 50 horsepower maybe in those cars. But what is it that caught your attention? I'm kind of surprised that you picked that vehicle. Well, the Kissel was the car to have for the well-to-do in the late teens and early 20s before Duesenberg arrived. Oh, okay. And so there's a lot of spectacular European cars, of course, but um, the Kissel was one that seemed to gravitate towards the Hollywood crowd and financiers and people that had um, had discretionary money to purchase nothing but the best, and that was the best in those years. And so as I got exposed to it and the more I saw it, the more I fell in love with it, and that's that's my choice of the day. <laughs> okay. Well, they they also made a what they called a speedster model of that car, I believe, that was very yeah. sporty. Is that the the model you're thinking of, or are you thinking of more one of the yes. more ele- oh, okay? Well, I kind of figured you're a sports car guy, so that makes sense to <laughs> me. Yeah, uh, Google that, listeners, and look it up. It's quite a beautiful little car, quite stunning. Yeah, I wonder what that's like to drive. It'll be a, l- a little bit of a long drive. Put your sunscreen on. I have a feeling. <laughs> but, but it'll be fun. Well, before I let you go today, could you share any parting words of uh, inspiration so those people that might be on the fence and aren't sure they're going to make it to La Jolla will get off the fence, book a ticket like I did this morning, and join us all in La Jolla for the Concours? Yeah, I can tell you that um, people that have never been and that come want to come back again and again. If you're if you're a car person and your spouse is not, I guarantee you, your spouse will love the parties and will love the shopping in La Jolla. So it's one of those events that um, you cannot go wrong as a family to uh, to attend. And I think you'll find that uh, a spectacular weekend, all, all things considered. Oh, for sure. You think about La Jolla, the Wild Animal Park, the Zoo, Balboa Park. La Jolla, of course, has so many attractions. 
And uh, hopefully, well, by then the waves have settled down. Boy, they had some insane surf back in Christmas yeah. time, New Year's. And having been a kid who grew up there surfing, I was kind of drooling a bit, uh, looking at some of the waves coming through. The cove, which rarely breaks as a surf spot, was pumping. There's some wonderful videos I watched at Black's Beach up there by UCSD, where I went to college. Uh, yeah, some serious surf. And I saw some pictures the other day of surf breaking over the children's pool there, where all the sea lions are living these days. No more children at the <laughs> children's pool. That's right. Learned how to swim. Uh, of waves breaking over that walkway that I just went, oh my gosh, I've not seen surf that big in a long time. But no doubt things will be beautiful uh, April 19th, April 20th, and 21st. So I encourage all of you to check out LaHoyaConcord.com, book your tickets, and join Bob and I at this wonderful, wonderful event. Hey, Bob, always good to catch up. Cannot wait to see you again. Until you and I talk, we'll see you at the La Jolla Concord. Thank you, Mark. Always fun to catch up. How did you discover your path to a fulfilling life? Too many young people flounder in finding an education and a career that fits. But for those who have a passion for cars, trucks, and motorcycles, and who love working with their hands, problem solving, and fixing things, a career as a professional auto technician is incredibly rewarding. Cars yeah is pleased to team up with TechForce Foundation, our charity of choice in bringing scholarships technical education, and hands-on experience to young people so they can discover a possible future. Join me and lend your support by visiting techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!